in with one of the most famous comedians in the world right now, and I cannot wait to tell y'all about it. Welcome to the Friends with Davey Colt Bros live stream. I am here with my good friend and fellow former cult member, Bryce. Bryce, how you doing tonight, man? How's it going? Doing great. Welcome to the Shenanigans podcast. I'm happy to... Oh, wait. Oh, that's... that's <laughs> Different that's podcast, next. dude. No, that's I'm that's, that's a separate confused. one. <laughs> okay. My dude, I'm, uh, I'm pumped about doing this live stream tonight. We haven't done just a live stream, you and I, in a while. Uh, we're going to be answering a lot of questions tonight, talking about some stuff that's been going on. So I am... Uh, I'm stoked. As always, Super Chats are very welcome. Not required, but always appreciated. And if you send your question with a Super Chat you will get a guaranteed response, but please feel free to send questions anyway. We'll be uh, we'll be watching the live chat and answering them as we are able. But first, I wanted to talk about the, the stand-up comedian, world-famous stand-up comedian that I ran into last night, Matt Reif, dude. I did a show with Matt Reif last night. How crazy is that? This guy, this guy is on top of the world right now. Dude, there is no one in the comedy world that is more famous currently than Matt Reif. I mean, you've seen I've, his stuff, right, Bryce? I have. I've seen clips and I, I've heard of him. Yes. I, I don't think I've sat down and watched like a full special or anything. You haven't seen one of his specials, but you've seen I his don't clips. even know where they are. <laughs> oh, they're they're all right here on YouTube. All okay. of his stuff is right here on YouTube. It's great. D dude, Matt Reif, he is so good. Like, so so here here's what happened. I was doing this show with producer Josh uh last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, and it was at the Creek and cave in Austin, Texas. Um, I get a phone call from producer Josh a few hours before saying, Hey, just so you know, Matt Reif is going to be dropping in tonight. And immediately I'm just like, dude, what? He's just going to be showing up at this show. And producer Josh is like, yeah, you can't tell anyone. It's a big secret. He's dropping in. He's going to be trying some new stuff. Uh, so just wanted to make sure you were aware. And I was like, yo, thank you for the heads up. Uh, but we weren't allowed to tell anyone. It wasn't right. advertised. The, the the Creek and Cave, the comedy club, they didn't tell anyone what was going on. And so it was this this big surprise. What was hilarious, dude, is we're doing the show, right? And the guy that was on stage right before Matt, he's like a, a singer comedian guy, right? Okay. And so he's right. playing this song. He's playing this new song that he wrote about how his wife is obsessed with Matt Reif. <laughs> so he does this whole song about how angry he is that his his wife is obsessed with Matt Reif. And then the next guy to come on stage is Matt Reif. Crazy. Dude, it that was guy so knew, good. Of course. That, that oh, comedian, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. He definitely he definitely knew that Matt was coming up after him. Um, nice. But it was just so fun. And when Matt walked out, I mean, the audience it was just like minds blown in the audience because no right. one knew he was going to be there. There were a few people that I'm sure Matt told or that staff told like, Hey, you really want to be at this show. Uh, like when I posted it on my social media, I, I literally posted a flyer of the show and I was like, I highly recommend you come to this show. Don't ask me why just thank me later. Right. Um, and so why there were some of my friends showed up. You were like, don't come. I don't need you there. Bryce, I hate to tell I you this. I was really yeah. afraid that you were going to try to steal my thunder. That's was. that was the only <laughs> you, you, you would have tried. You would have tried. Uh, yeah, dude, it was when he walked out on stage, like people just lost their minds. Uh, mm -hmm. Like the women in the audience went nuts. Dude, there were two like younger women sitting front and center, like kind of at the 
I, sh- I said front and center, but they were actually at the corner of the stage, but front row. And they immediately just went bananas, just lost it instantly as soon as he walked out. Uh, but he I was mean, trying I've, out new stuff. Yeah, I, I've seen a little bit of that at your show, sir. Um, There's, I would say, like the people that already follow me get excited when I come out on stage. But with Matt Rife, dude, it's it's total. I've seen so I, I've I've actually hung out with Matt before. Like um, I, I, I know him. Um, he's actually good friends with with some of my other comedy buddies. Um, I went to the taping for his special, uh, Matthew Stephen Reif, which they did mm-hmm. in Austin at a club called the Vulcan Gas Company. Um, when he walked out on stage, dude, there were literally women throwing their unmentionables on stage. Not joking. I am not joking. They were throwing underwear on stage when Matt Reif walked out. I, where, where did, when did that become a thing? I'm telling, dude. The- historical reference of the first time so i mean if somebody threw under undimensionables on the stage way back in the day it could knock somebody out but yeah <laughs> imagine <laughs> corset just a full corset imagine when we were in the cult if if like one of our popular cult speakers walked out and they just started throwing bloomers at them <laughs> First, it would take five minutes to get to them. That's yeah, exactly. No, they just throw whole <laughs> denim skirts on stage. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> um, like, but what? yeah. Oh my god. I mean, dude, dude, and and like he was working out new material. So this is stuff he's never performed before. Uh, but still, he was great. Like so, so, so funny. And he was doing some of his crowd work. Um, you know, so it was just it was just such a fun time. But uh, here's what was really interesting. So. After the fact, I posted about it on my social media, right? And instead of people, instead of people telling me like, hey, congratulations, you got to do a show with Matt Rife. That's so cool. It was just, was he as good looking in person as he is on social media? Does he have a girlfriend? Can you give him my number? Why didn't you tell me? Like all this other stuff, only about Matt, nothing about me, dude. I felt kind of I felt kind of disrespected. <laughs> what we need is a picture of you and Matt Rife with no shirts on side by side. I think that's a game that would hurt my feelings, actually, because Matt is ripped, <laughs> dude. Matt is. I have a picture. I have a picture. What if of I was him. in the middle with my shirt off? Just okay, that could deflect a little bit. That that could <laughs> dis- deflect somewhat, but still, I think it would end up hurting my feelings mm. um it's but yeah chopping two people out <laughs> <laughs> right but he was uh he was super cool um I, I i legitimately did get like a lot of questions uh dm'd uh you know just kind of asking about him he was um he was so nice at both times that i've met him just a super super nice guy um one of the big questions that i got was does he have a girlfriend i have to know does he have a girlfriend and i it didn't come up we didn't really talk about it from or, what or i've boyfriend. heard I mean, it's, you know, whatever, whatever reason. No, I mean, he way back in the day, Matt Rife actually dated Kate Beckinsale. Um, and I know you know who Kate Beckinsale is. Bryce. So that's all it takes for it you doesn't matter. No, no, it doesn't matter how you look as a guy. If you can be seen dating a smoking hot, a list celebrity female. Yeah. And we have a case in point is Pete Davidson true very very true yes because he's pete davidson is not exactly like outstandingly handsome or anything yeah all he had to do was get one smoking hot celebrity female and then 
Well, All with Pete Davidson, it started with Ariana Grande, and then it mm-hmm. was Kim Kardashian, and he actually was was tied Sydney to Kate Crawford's Beckinsale. Daughter. Oh wow, I didn't know that one. I believe, I believe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, he's uh, he is. But you're totally uh, right. You, yeah. You're you're like once. <laughs> it's almost like once you once you're seen with one, the rest just kind of get in line. It's like, oh, we're we gonna need to see Photoshop you in with somebody, but it can't be like super smoking a list right now. It has to be somewhat more believable. Oh, maybe too soon, but you and Sandy, but I think it might be a little soon. Sandy? Bullock, Sandra Bullock. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, that's an interesting one. But that, yeah. But she, she, she just, just lost recent, Yeah, there was, there was some recent tragedy. Oh, that's so dark, yeah. right? <laughs> I know. No, look, it was, I wasn't thinking about it that. It was just off the top of like, your head. I know. I know you didn't mean you know, anything by it, but that's kind of messed up, dude. <laughs> hey, she's uh, in oh, Austin. This is, You're in Austin. This is a great reference, Bryce. I, I've, been, I've been eyeballing that. I don't know who... I, I don't know who that is either, but I do know who Jim Sammons is. And absolutely, oh, I mean, I that was that was rock star status in the cult. I don't what think was, I can do a Jim Sammons. I had a friend that could do a Jim Sammons, but it's like. I can't do it because he's kind of beard, but, <laughs> but he, he was would so, smile, I mean, but it was like he was a frequent mm-hmm. speaker at all the, the conferences and seminars. Uh, Jim Sammons, there was that other guy. He was an attorney that had a, supposedly the entire Bible memorized or whatever um he was a former attorney converted and memorized the entire bible i don't know what his name was but he was another celebrity another cult celebrity one of the gothard favorites um i but yeah i i challenge him to do lord of the rings and i will sit through it as he recites it you'll go line for line would you go bar for bar on lord of the rings you think you could do it oh i would trade out with colbert but yes (laughs) we would both be judging awesome um so yeah i don't i don't know if if matt rife currently has a girlfriend um as far as as far as his looks he's absolutely as good looking in person as he is on social media i can confirm that the guy i i mean listen i i am very comfortable in my manhood so i will say that is a good looking dude he is he is unnecessarily handsome where is it's, he between Henry Cavall and ooh, um, Henry Cavall is is a handsome dude. Is it Henry Cavill or Henry, Henry Cavall? No, not George Clooney. Um, I'm trying, young um, Brad Pitt. Young Brad Pitt. Eh, Brad Pitt's not all that. That's blasphemy, sir. You Hemsworth. Did. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick Chris you Hemsworth. off the live stream. Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's legit. I guess I would say. I'm trying to think of the comedy guy that got sexiest man alive like five years ago. Bradley Cooper, uh, who has not changed, has not aged. What's God, his name is completely slipping my mind. Bradley uh, Cooper's another one, but I would say, I mean, he's he's right up there with all those guys, honestly. Yeah. Um. He's. I mean, the guy. The guy is genetically gifted. Extraordinarily genetically gifted. It's it's insane yeah but um, how's his beard game like what do we know about that you know what dude i i really can't say a whole lot about beard game at all this is about as as good as mine gets paul uh, rudd she got oh, it was paul rudd leanne got it way to go leanne oh and <laughs> nuria had it too oh, <laughs> everyone but us figured it out <laughs> um pictures fit. yeah beard game you know i don't know um i mean chris hemsworth obviously has great beard game you know thor um, do we know that he does but I don't think I don't even think Paul Rudd. I, I doubt Paul Rudd could grow a big old bushy beard, you know. Nah. Um, Nick Offerman, the man, the myth, the legend. There you go. I mean, he is the original beard guy. 
original bearded comedian, I would say. And Nick Thune, actually, as well. Nick Thune is another comedian with a just stellar beard game. Um, he's also, he's all, Matt is also incredibly nice. Like, the nicest guy. I mean, this is, he is on top of the world right now. Like, I don't think people really understand how popular Matt Reif is. I, I started following Matt Reif on, uh, on social media when he had just over a hundred thousand followers. Uh, he is now over, I want to say he's over 5 million now. I mean, it's insane. I mean, it has been meteoric, uh, for him. Would, um, would you and say he's just kind of like would like, like when Joe Coy, cause like people didn't, I would say Joe Coy's name and people were like, who? And then like three months later, he's sold more, sold out yeah, more but shows. Joe Coy isn't even, Joe Coy isn't even at, at Matt Reif's level right now, right now, just as far as recognition that Matt Reif is getting currently. I mean, Joe Coy is, I mean, one of the, I think, top entertainers in the world right now, uh, from what I understand. And he's selling out stadiums. Um, but it's just the heat that Matt Reif has right now is out of control. And it was what? so fast. It was, it was, I mean, obviously there were years and years of buildup. You know what a lot of people don't know about Matt Reif is he actually started uh, with Ralphie May. He started doing stand-up with Ralphie May. I mean, he had already done oh, like man. open mics and shows before, but he begged Malfie, Ralphie May to let him do shows with him. If uh, people and so don't go back Ralphie and May watch took him under his wing. Some Ralphie May, they are Dude. missing out. That guy he is was so so good. Man, was he Legendary. at Carlin level? Was he at, like yes, yes? I think absolutely. So. So he I, would say stuff, and you're like, "Where's he going? Oh my god!" Mm -hmm. And then he'd hit the punchline and everyone just lost it. Uh, I've got a story about uh, Ralphie May, actually. My, my buddy Cam Bertrand tells his story. Uh, Ralphie May did a show at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. I'll actually be there uh, later in September. Uh, but Ralphie May did a show there. And Cam said that he was, he was making everyone laugh so hard that the walls of the club were shaking. Like he put his hand up against the wall and it was shaking everyone was laughing so hard. That is wow. the genius of Ralphie May. But yeah, Matt Reif started with him. And that's how he kind of, you know, broke into the comedy scene. Then he did Wild and Out, uh, was very good on Wild and Out. But then he had, I mean, he had some, he had some, some down years after that. Uh, and I think really what he was doing was just building up his comedy game. Uh, after he left Wild and Out, he, you know, he was doing a ton of shows. But this is a guy, Matt Reif is a guy that, you know, probably a year and a half, two years ago, he would have he would have struggled to to sell more than about a hundred tickets at a comedy club, and now he he announced his world theater tour, not comedy club tour, but a world theater tour. What I think that was back in like May or June, right? Mm -hmm. All I know is that it was sold out in a week. A worldwide theater tour, it was a hundred plus dates sold out in a week. That is crazy, but that's just, that's how, that's how good this guy is. I mean, he is, he's goaded, dude. He really is. Uh, but he, like I was saying, he is such a nice guy, like just very down to earth, very humble. Like he's sitting in the green room with, you know, a bunch of comics, just talking, you know, ripping jokes or, or riffing, riffing on jokes. I should say taking pictures with people, just the coolest dude. He's a really, really cool guy. Um, nice. like that's the kind of guy where you're you're so happy that he's getting the the recognition and credit he deserves but 
there's so many haters right now too, dude. People are hating on this guy saying he's not funny, which is ridiculous. If you think, okay, my take on this, and I went on a whole rant about this the other day. Um, if you don't think Matt Reif is funny, you are just being a hater, period, period. If you don't think Matt Reif is funny, you're being a hater. I can understand if you don't, if his, if his humor isn't your kind, isn't your preferred type of humor, I get that. But to say he's not funny is ludicrous. Stupid, actually. Idiotic, I would say. Man, I, I mean, I can't think like that anymore because I run into people. Th this is how I feel when people tell me that they haven't seen The Godfather and they don't want to see The Godfather and they will not agree that The Godfather is one of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, right. I don't see it right right here see that yep I, I i see it right there behind you it's like 50th anniversary edition still in plastic <laughs> you know I, but you know me i'm a huge movie guy but man people people are very various opinions you know so sure uh, and, and that it's fine to have an opinion it's fine to say he's it's not wrong. my favorite comedian i don't it's think it's the wrong opinion it's the wrong opinion right it's fine to say i don't think he's as funny as ex-comedian that's fine i i get that like i have my favorite comedians um but to say he's not funny is ridiculous and yeah. and and people say it all the time uh this is this is a really good point from danny right here i think matt is hilarious but also he has a hell of a marketing team the devil works hard but his social media team works harder i 100 that i i 100 agree that matt's uh video team social media team management team they do a phenomenal job amazing job but well, there would be no team if there wasn't matt rife because yeah. he is that his crowd work is unparalleled i don't think i've seen anyone do better crowd work than matt rife um and he just he just works so hard he's constantly writing constantly perfecting the craft constantly tweaking jokes it's I mean, it's like I said, it's undeniable. The 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 guy is already legendary. Crowd work is some of my best thing, uh, favorite thing because, as you, as you know, I've I've done a little uh, improv training and and uh, I interact with customers on a daily basis, and I am always throwing jokes and you trying have to. to take stress off of whatever my customer is going through. But yeah. Yeah. So, and the, the, I just, I love when I see somebody that's fast, I'm like, yep. yes, <laughs> that that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably why you appreciate that crowd work type stuff, because basically when you're working in a customer service position, like you are Bryce, you're constantly having to work your crowd, so to speak, <laughs> you know? Yes. Make and sure I also, you're uh, defusing and deescalating and usually you have to do it with humor. Yeah, and I because I, I don't want to like throw myself out the window every day. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So I got to keep myself entertained and my well entertain the customer too. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think I think Matt is is absolutely undeniably funny. Um, and then I've I've heard other people say that well, he's not that good looking. Okay, now you're just being jealous. Now you're being jealous. If you don't think he's handsome, you're jealous, dude. Period. Again, maybe he's not your type, and that's totally fine. Maybe you like a burly bearded bearded guy like Bryce, and that's your type, and that's more so what you go for. That is fine. 
but to say Matt Reif isn't good looking is insane. Look, it's a great time to be alive. Dad bods are in, beards are in. <laughs> right. You know, you got to work with what you got. And, and I'm just, it's it's a good time to be alive. It is. It, it is a good time for bearded guys with a little bit little bit of a, a, a bod on them. The, the thick boys, the thick bearded boys are kind of the reigning champs right now. It's true. And short kings, short kings are doing really well right now too, actually. Yeah. I mean, my girlfriend kind of has a type. She loves Jack Black. She oh, loves wow. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> okay, well, those, I feel like those guys are shorter, much shorter than you, Bryce. Because what you're almost six feet tall, right? Or are you? I am six feet, sir. You Calm okay? Down. Sorry. Whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. Didn't mean Just, to disrespect. Now, her son towers over me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes, he's six two. Oh, my little. So I'm six two, and my my little oh. brother is six five. I've seen you so, next I mean, to your little brother, and I'm like, yeah. who's that guy? <laughs> yeah, who's that giant? Last time I saw him, I had him laughing at my jokes in your kitchen back in Connecticut when he was ten or a, something. A baby, yeah, he was, was a, a baby. tiny. Oh, that was that after was, our epic. That was after our epic road trip, right? It was. Uh, which we and at I, some point we have got to talk about that, dude. It will be. It'll be just the entire road trip. Yeah. Mainly, we'll be in one episode, it. right? One episode. I'll be yep. telling it because okay. you. Only I don't remember it. <laughs> i have no recollection you're like well i know i drank that and i know i did some of those yep <laughs> yep i you, you gotta stay awake somehow bryce i was do. I, I did most of the driving let's remember that i did most of the driving i so. gotta find no 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 that okay i drove the first day seven to seven did you really yes sir well there we go more because you more had not stuff slept. i don't remember you oh. had not slept that's right. Yes. And I told you that yes. I'm not good to drive in the dark when I'm sleepy and I yeah. knew I would be sleepy. And so I was like, That's I right. will drive first. Uh, yeah, you that did is not true. help keep me awake at all. You're like, cool. Sunglasses on. Knockout. Yep. Yeah. Well, but th then I drove all night and I think, you know, you're going to have to stop. Stop talking. Oh, that's true. Save okay. It. Good point. Yeah. Save it. I will that's tell you guys yeah. right now that this road trip that we did back in the day, would be a great comedy movie. Yes. Sweet little hour and a half. <laughs> there are we we laughed, we cried, it moved us. You know, we we went through multiple. We're talking the full San emotional Antonio, range. Yeah, San Antonio, Texas to Connecticut. Yeah, with a couple of stops in between, where yeah things went down that were not planned. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> There was Which, there was a lot that happened that was not at all planned. When you're dealing with non sober Davy, um, <laughs> it plan was on uh, things not going as planned. <laughs> it, it, was, it was quite well. So uh, Danny said it's me driving like fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Very accurate. Very very accurate. Um, and and I was literally thinking it's basically if it was a movie, it would be The Hangover Road Trip that that's that's what it would be um but yeah we had that that was a blast uh but yeah we do need to do a full episode on that at some point i will i will take suggestions um what actor should play davy and what actor should play me oh that's a good one dude great I mean, it question could be, I, I could be zach galifianakis but he's also i mean we need younger versions yeah that's true i mean not really though you know 
Not necessarily. I mean, if we don't really need younger versions of us, then we'll just do it. Oh, right. no. I don't have the acting chops to, to pull that off. <laughs> Hey guys, just direction. as a reminder, if you have questions, if you have comments, keep the, the live chat going. Uh, if, if you feel like sending super chats, those are greatly ap appreciated. But but thank you all for uh, for being here right now. I wanted to um, I wanted to also talk a little bit about um, I actually met up uh, with with Laura Smith. Bryce, I told you a little bit about that. I think Laura Smith, she was in the shiny, happy people documentary on prime i mentioned during the podcast series we did on surviving the shiny happy people that laura and i had a a relationship way 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 back um and that we even went uh well i said that we had hung out um she actually mentioned that it was a date which i don't really recall i don't really recall much of that date at all um but laura yeah, we went on two dates that you don't recall <laughs> you and I, <laughs> yeah, um, broken. But but Laura Laura remembered everything. So I actually I met up with her um, earlier this week um, just to sit down and, and kind of reminisce and, and talk about um, you know how she has been since she got out of the cult and how I have been since I got out of the cult. But basically, what happened was and and I'd like to I want to get her on an episode uh, to talk about the documentary in general, but also to to talk about. Uh, just the experience that that she and I had, um, uh, because it's an it's a very very interesting story, and I'm I'm still like kind of cringing about it because apparently I was very cringy, I was very cringy on this date. Yeah, I man, there's yeah. nobody more cringy than homeschoolers released into the wild without supervision. True, dude, but I'd already <laughs> started. I'd already started like down my rebellious path at that point, so. The reason yeah, I don't remember still, anything is because I was completely blacked out. Yeah. Uh, and I was still very cringe. There's dude, there's, there's, there's one part of the story she told and, and she even like warned me and I'm going to let her tell the whole thing, obviously, but she even warned me. She was like, look, I don't want you to feel bad about this. I don't want you to, you know, hate yourself or anything. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you, uh, you wrote some song lyrics on a note to me. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> I have, oh God. I have a hundred dollars right now. If she can produce those. <laughs> she, she said, uh, the note actually might still be at her parents' house. Nice dude. I just, those, those are the memories that I'm so glad my substance abuse, I kind of wiped out. So I don't have to lay awake in bed until three o'clock in the morning, just self cringing over my behavior. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why did I do that? Why did I do that? But yeah, oh, dude, um, she was really I, cool about it because I was not drinking when yeah. we first started hanging out. Uh huh. I have a lot of memories of you and it's like, Hey man, let's go to the bar. Let's go. You know? And I'm like, okay. And then I had absolutely no idea how to talk to women other than to treat them like a friend and a sister. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> guess what that gets you? A lot of friends. A lot of friends, dude. A lot of friends. Yeah, dude, and I, I watch you over there just doing your thing, and I'm doing just like, my I, thing. Can't, I can't, I can't act that good, <laughs> dude. 
you, you get enough you get enough jack daniels in you you can act mm. however you want hey i need to give a shout out to cass real quick for the super chat thank you so much she said keep doing your thing so glad to catch her live i adore you guys and how honest and fun you keep it well thank you so much cass and thank you for watching and being so supportive uh genuinely appreciate that we we wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for y'all you know, I think that's that's the important thing to to realize here for me anyways, is that, you know, I've been podcasting uh, for about four years now, um, and it really wasn't until we started talking about the nitty gritty truth of how we grew up um, that it really started catching on. Um, and, and so that that's been such a cool experience. And it's it's been a cool experience because of feedback like like this from Cass, because if we were just you know, if, if we were just telling the story, that's fine, obviously. Um, and, right. and I think it's still an important story to tell, but, but hearing feedback like this is, is what inspires us to, to keep going with it and to keep staying honest and to keep bringing in guests who can, you know, share their experience, um, and, and give people hope that, Hey, just because you went through something traumatic doesn't mean, um, that, that you can't have a happy, successful, healthy life after the fact. And the timing. Um, so I really right, appreciate man. feedback like this. Because early earlier, if this had happened ten years ago, this would have a whole different kind of podcast. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, definitely. Because there was still a lot of bitterness tied up in it, right? Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of bitterness, and also maybe a little bit of denial that was still involved, right? Um, yeah. I I don't. Plus, think... I still had, you know, my relationship going on. <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean that that certainly. That, that that was that was a whole uh challenge for you for sure i'm I'm so glad i didn't have to go through that i think um and i mean we briefly talked about it on on one of the podcast episodes i've never i've never been married never had kids but i was engaged at one point um and it, you know i was still very deep in my substance abuse at that point and uh thank god i, I mean it was kind of messed up how i handled it but Suffice it to say, I uh, I called off the wedding 30 days before it was supposed to happen, um, which is not the right way to handle something like that, obviously. Uh, but I, I really didn't have any other choice at that point. Um, and people feel... still showed up to the wedding venue. The, yeah. yeah. I, I, whenever <laughs> I picture you and your girlfriends and talking about, you know, possible marriage, I picture Nemo from The Matrix Oh, Neo just dodging the bullets. Neo, just, I feel like you've had, <laughs> you've had more than one close brush with with the wrong person. Yeah, I can yeah, really Yes, have. I said Nemo. I'm sorry. It's late. <laughs> Past the fish. Neo. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I I have had some. I have had some close calls. Put it that way, right? Um, but uh, here we are today, and and you're right. The timing. The timing was everything. The timing of the documentary doing the podcast series um, and it's just been such a cool cool experience but getting to talk with getting to catch up with people like Laura um, I mean it was very cool you know her sharing what that experience us going on this date was like because I didn't remember any of it apparently dude it was an all-day thing I thought we just went to a movie and talked for a little while afterwards no we did go she's, to a movie and talk afterwards, but there was a lot more to it that I she's just... She's riding on the sign in the car. <laughs> Help me. Yeah. It's um, a trap. 
but uh yeah i mean it's um it's it's really interesting catching up with people like her and the other cool thing is in addition to you know kind of catching me up on on how you know that whole thing went she was also able to catch me up on on some other folks that that i haven't seen or or talked to in a long long time i mentioned you know there was a girl that i got in trouble with um at the training center at the compound in indianapolis right when i went for the behavioral rehab for life focus there was a girl that i had a rendezvous with a dangerous liaison if you will um and that's ultimately what got me sent to the prayer room uh to solitary confinement for wasn't, a week wasn't that in the elevator it was in multiple areas of the <laughs> compound i just yeah. specific i remember you talking about the being like an elevator mm -hmm. thing but um which is very dangerous but i guess you know when the door is going to open so extremely dangerous and but I remember her like hitting the stop button on the elevator at one point. And I was like, oh, we are definitely going to get caught. With those elevators, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they might not start back up again. They were being maintained by 14-year-olds. <laughs> but also very understandable because they broke down all the time. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there, were, uh, there were a couple different incidents that, uh, that she and I had. Um, and uh, I was able to, I have been searching for this person just to make sure that everything turned out okay for her, you know, um, because she was, uh, she was daughter. She was a daughter of one of the, I don't know if he ran the training center or not, or he was just like in a leadership position at the compound. Uh, but that was her dad. Uh, and granted, you, you know, some of the director's kids, they, they got special privileges and things like that. Right. We know that. Uh, but still, I mean, I didn't want to get anyone in trouble. Davey, um, and I, Davey. Yeah. You were her special privilege. <laughs> I found my special purpose. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just, I wanted to see how she was doing. And Laura was able to confirm that. Yeah, she's great. She ended up getting married, having some kids, seems happy. Everything's good. Don't feel bad. You didn't ruin her life. So that was cool. That was cool to find out. Uh, and I'm sure Laura will talk about that more too when we when we have her on an episode. I I can't wait to do an episode with Laura um, just because of the experience she had filming the documentary, the experience she had at the training centers. I mean, she went through it, dude. I, I remember some of the conversations that she and I had when we first started talking and there was a lot. There was a lot that she went through. Um, I didn't really know her that well. Like I, she was a part of this group of people that were, you know, in their 20 mid-20s that were ex from the cult and mm -hmm. we were all trying to make friends and we haven't you know struggles and we just all started hanging out together um i think she said some sort of story that i can't remember she, who she was telling us to that she thought that like there was two or three guys at the table that she felt like they were all hitting on her and i was one of them I was like man i don't remember that at all and i've got a pretty good memory about these things but okay. right. <laughs> there's a, there is a photo <laughs> of that of all situation. of y'all at the table yeah yeah well i mean and back she, then she looks and she's just kind of like in the middle of, of all these, that was these that was guys. default mindset for for women in the cult though is that they were you know you have to to guard against becoming an eye trap and a stumbling block for men right, right? but our so, default mindset was seek out gain gain woman reproduce <laughs> must court because th that's what we were told must initiate courtship <laughs> exactly uh but yeah so it was it was really cool catching up with her can't wait to do an episode with her we're actually going to be uh filming uh, an episode with lindsey williams as well 
she was also on the documentary. She was on the Shiny Happy live stream, the final episode that we did live in Austin. Um, and so she'll be doing uh, an episode with us that I'm very, very excited about. And she's just so well-spoken and had such a, I, I mean, obviously it's interesting, but it's also just, um, I, I mean, it's wild, horrific, it, it's a just, horrific experience with yeah. Bill Gothard. I, I, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, how did I not know what was going on? Cause like I knew her before either of us worked at a facility mm -hmm. and then I heard nothing about her until she showed up at where I was working apparently to get reformed right which did not work <laughs> no but i mean the crazy thing that that i didn't know about Lindsay is the guy that she got in trouble with and and got sent to to punishment compound right uh yeah. was the guy that she ended up marrying like yeah. what a fairy tale story that's crazy. It, it, I wish I had shamed my parents and got sent home I could have like moved it's right? like every time somebody gets like shamed and just they get kicked out they like mm -hmm. reboot their life and they go forward yeah well so that's like that's one of the things that. i realized after the fact dude with um uh with the the lady that i, I had a encounter with at the compound right in, in indianapolis after the fact i was like wait that's all i had to do to get out of there is just get in trouble with a female and then gothard's gonna kick me out i would have done that way earlier and i don't like who was i our family knew like three other families in the area. Well, okay. One of the families at was um, the minister of education at the church that I went to. Oh. So the Southern Baptist church, that's okay. pretty contemporary. Okay. But the minister of education was an ATI family. Interesting. So there and that was, was that dynamic. That was in Oklahoma? Nope. New Braunfels, sir. Oh, that was in New Braunfels. Oh, yep. okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I heard I, his kid got an education, so yeah. <laughs> he literally went to college. I'm like, oh, good. Good. oh, that's Man. the other thing, dude. That's the other episode that we're going to be working on that I'm really excited about is, um, uh, my friend Taylor, um, who didn't grow up in the shiny, happy people cult, but she still grew up in that fundamental Christian homeschool movement. Um, her, her family was, was more about like Billy Graham and James Dobson with focus on the family. Um, Worldview Academy, um, and we're going to be talking to her uh, just kind of about the experience that she had and how closely paralleled it is the experience that we had in the Shiny Happy People Cult, and it just kind of shows that this all comes from the same foundation, right? Bill Gothard, his ideas, his doctrines, his training programs, they were not new. He, he stole this all from Fundamental Baptists. It's like the analogy that I said. It's like what you have here is you have tomato sauce. And then this religion was like, we believe in lasagna, tomato sauce on lasagna. And this right. religion over here is like, we like spaghetti and meatballs. That's yeah. it. But it's all the same. Like guys are in charge, submit to them. You know what it actually kids. is? It's all tomato sauce. And we like it with garlic. Oh, well, but we like it with with Parmesan cheese in it. It's yeah. it's all just tomato sauce with just their own little their own little sprinklings, their gar their own garnishments, right? It's all yeah. the same stuff, but everyone says, well, but ours our sauce is the best. Right? That's always how it works. Our sauce is the absolute truth. <laughs> we have a monopoly on the truth, and it's our sauce. 
And then every now and then you get down to the bottom and you're like, oh my God, there's a raisin. What happened? <laughs> who, well, I don't would, want to be a part of this who anymore. Put dog food in the tomato sauce. This is gross. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, those three episodes are going to be so interesting. Uh, but I'm also, I'm also looking forward to talking to, to, to some people that didn't grow up in a cult necessarily, but just grew up in some of these same, um, high demand or dangerous, uh, type environments. Like why one of my buddies, uh, that we're going to be talking to, he, he grew up in, um, in gang culture. Like that is how he was raised. Um, and it took him a long time to get out of that. And he went through some really, really difficult stuff. Uh, he's in a great place now. Uh, the, the, our, our, our lady subscribers are going to love him. Uh, he's tattooed all the way up to his chin. He has face tattoos. He's this big burly buff dude. Um, so, uh, he's, he's, he's a great guy. He's a huge teddy bear now. Uh, but that guy had a rough, rough upbringing. So someone like that, who, who overcame very challenging circumstances, um, and, and has a happy, successful life. Now, those are also the kind of people that I want to talk to. Um, so, Absolutely. so we've just got some really cool episodes coming up, man. Trauma is, uh, it's out there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everywhere. To, yeah, I have to cults? call out, uh, Laura. I'm oh, yeah? flattered. I'm totally flattered. Yes. Wh I will, which... uh, I will let David Harbor play me in the movie. Who I don't even, I, I don't even know who, who David he's Harbor the is. Sheriff and stranger things. Oh, okay. He played okay. Hellboy and he, he bulked up for that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I like that. That that's actually a really good fit for you, dude. That's a great fit. He can grow a beard. Um, so got a lot of cool stuff that's coming up. Uh wanted to talk about just some other current event type things. Um I know we haven't we haven't talked about politics very much at all. Uh, but there's just so much wacky stuff happening right now. First we had Trump's mugshot, right? And we've got all the the Biden drama that, that's going on. And today, Mitch McConnell glitched out again. Glitched out again. This is the second time in like two months, dude, where he just froze and had to be uh, escorted he, away. Look, he briefly went to the other multiverse and he came back. <laughs> okay. He just I, I, interdimensionally traveled for like five seconds. It's fine, guys. Dude. How, how are they? I mean, that's gotta be, that's gotta be some sort of abuse. Not to just be like, look, Mitch, we get it, dude. You're you're old and you're glitching out. <laughs> Chow said, "Glitch McConnell, perfect, yeah, literally good. perfect." Um, how are they? How are they letting him? How Man, are they not just removing him? Like, I want, you need to be in a home, dude. You need to be taken care of right now. I want age restriction. I've got to have it. Uh, really? Two or 70, something like that. Aid restriction for every, I don't care if it's Congress or Senate or state Senate. Okay. The, if you can't, you know, if you can't describe to me very <laughs> simply how email works. Ooh, that's a I'm great sorry. test. I'm no, sorry. not email anymore though. Like if you can't, if you can't work, an iPhone or a smartphone without help, you got to go. You, if you I ask go. you how old your email is and you say it's 20 years and I say, what's the password and you don't know, 
you're out you're out i don't know i know a password from 20 years ago dude i just think like if you know that no you don't understand people that open an email account that's 20 years old generally they have never changed the password true thus they should know it if you've got an msn account you gotta go like that's that's it no if you have a internet if you have your isps you know at satx.rr.com at cox.com aol.com you're out right can't and here's here's exactly what i was getting to Sarah Goforth said, it's the aliens. I, dude, the, the more I see politicians, some of these politicians just wigging out. I like the more I believe in like the lizard people stuff, dude, the more I'm starting to think like, are these, are these clones? Well, so I told you about that congressman that goes on TikTok and Instagram. Yes, yes. And and he just sits there and he's a freshman congressman, Democrat. But like if he was running for president, I would be very tempted to just vote for him straight really? up. Really? Because he sits down and just tells it like it is. And he okay. says that as soon as the cameras are gone, these people that are saying crazy stuff and acting outrageously, they throw a switch and they're all business and they're doing what they're supposed to do. It is all about media coverage yes. and clicks. Somebody asked him, they said, do you think there'll be a government shutdown? And he said, yep, I think there will be. I think they'll let it happen. And then, then there will be a camera in their face every day that the government shutdown is happening while ramping into election year. Yep. So they will literally let the government shut down for free press during election mm-hmm. time. Absolutely. Sweep them all out. <laughs> that, that's Start what, over. You know, that's that's one of the things that's that's been really interesting about you know my social media journey and, and specifically on YouTube. Um, the the videos that have been most popular for me, right, are videos where I'm making fun of President Biden, right? Um, and, and so people just automatically assume, oh, well, he must be a conservative. No, I'm not. I just don't like any politicians. I don't like any politicians. I've made if fun you of want Biden. To be a I've politician. made fun of Trump. I've made fun of Ted Cruz, Hillary Clinton, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Bernie Sanders. Not. I've made fun of all of them, Republicans, Democrats, and independents, because I think they're all phony and fake and performing you're, and controlled. You're, you're braver than me. I will never make fun of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> no that is a dangerous one that is a very dangerous she's great one. and and the way i made fun of hillary clinton was uh i got her to admit in a uh you know an edited interview that she was a vampire so there you go i yeah. i i'm sure i have a target on my back <laughs> yeah you, but that's a cult too dude politics is a cult they I have, have been saying for years, stop voting like it's your sports team, okay? Would you please look at the person and listen to what they're saying and understand that whenever they say something wild, like, we're going to have free health care. It's like, it's, it's, no. It's not going to happen. You can't, you can't wish that into being. And when you get in there, guess what? The pharmaceutical companies and everybody's gonna be like, "Hey, um, the special interest gonna, groups and lobbyists aren't gonna let it happen." We're not no gonna way, donate to you if you know do how. <laughs> the Chow, like, oh, you're not Chow gonna. just said, "Nice knowing you, Davey." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the that's the kind of uh, kind of stuff I'm talking about. Oh, great point from from Laura referencing the Tea Party, right? That was you know, regardless of whether or not you agree with their ideals or their you, you know, 
their politics. That was also a cult type scenario um, where, where you've got a, a bunch of people promising to do all these different things. Nothing ever happened. Uh, there's the cult of, of, of the Democrats. There's the cult of the Republicans, the cult of the independents. I mean, all of this stuff, because all they are doing, and the reason I say it's a cult is because all they're doing is just exploiting people for money yeah. and power. That's it. And it's a huge manipulation play because we all know that at the end of the day, it's the special interest groups and the lobbyists that are controlling everything and calling all the shots. Yep. That's it. And so now I'm going to do something that they don't do, which is what they should do. So Laura mentioned Bernie Sanders. Yep. I believe that Bernie Sanders is a genuine person. He genuinely believes what he's saying. And if you rewind the tape 30, 40 years, it's the same Bernie Sanders. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with 90% of him, but I believe that he is at least somewhat reasonable. Mm. And if you went to him and said the majority of the country does not want you to do that, then he might listen versus everybody else and every political party would be like, I got to do what the, what the group is telling me to do. Here's the problem with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is way too memeable. That's the whole problem with Bernie. <laughs> He's too memeable, dude, with the, the mittens, him sitting there in his chair with the mittens. I'm coming to you yet again. You know, I, that, that's the problem with Bernie. Um, if he wasn't so memeable, he'd probably be, you know, he'd probably get a lot further uh, in his presidential bids. Uh, but at the same time, I, I agree 100% with what you're saying there, Bryce, that he is very consistent. It's been the same message for a long time with him. You go back and you watch old tape of Joe Biden. Woo! It is problematic. Whoa. Dude, that guy was insane back in the day. He, he claimed he that he was like, he went to law school and a scholarship and was one of the top in his class. And the yeah. school came back. He's like, he's, he was never enrolled here. I don't know what he's talking about. Dude, uh, once again, Cass, thank you so much for the super chat. I wanted to, I wanted to read this. I haven't read it yet. So. It's just tomato sauce. I didn't grow up in a cult, but I went to a Christian school and they taught me so much hate and judgment. I'm still working on deconstructing at age 40, almost 41 in two weeks. Trauma is real. Uh, we are the same age, by the way, Cass. So thank you for not calling yourself old because you would have been calling me old by association. So appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about, Bryce, right here. Um, it isn't, it, it was never limited to the shiny, happy people cult. These problematic hateful, exploitative, manipulative ideologies were not exclusive to the shiny, happy people cult and Bill Gothard. It was pervasive throughout a large portion of the evangelical community. It built on a foundation of fear. It's and control. All, it's all fear, fear and control. Based. Well, fear mm -hmm. leads to control. Right. Fear in the interest of controlling. Correct. I mean, yeah, this, you can get people this to is agree exactly all kinds it. of crazy stuff if you th if they make them afraid enough. And and the other great point with what Cass is saying here is she's still working on on deconstructing or deprogramming or disentangling or whatever you want to call it at age forty. This is a lifelong process. You, you know, I talked to um, I talked to a lady the other day, um, and, and she's in her her mid forties. And went through some some really traumatic stuff um, in in her teens, uh, early teens, and um, you know one of the things that she mentioned, Bryce, and, and that you've mentioned before, is she just felt like she hasn't accomplished what she wants to accomplish in life. She feels like she's behind, um, 
And yeah. I think the important thing for, for people like, like us to recognize, people like Castor recognize is that this is a process and, and you just have to take it one step at a time, but you also have to give yourself grace and recognize that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You're exactly where the universe wants you to be. And so you just keep, you just keep moving forward. And Cass also agrees with you that we should have term limits and age restriction, Bryce. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm thinking about running just for the free healthcare. I just serve one term vote present. Like one of our presidents did uh, the whole time and then just kind of bow out and be like, Oh, I mm -hmm. lost yeah. <laughs> free healthcare. So, I mean, dude, the, the whole Mitch McConnell glitching out glitch McConnell. I love that. Um, that, that to me is, is just indicative of, of the issue that we're having in our politics right now. Like that, that's, that's a perfect summary of it. Right. That, that mother effort is not real. Right. Um, so I, I'm picturing a t-shirt. It's a picture of Mitch McConnell frozen. You overlay it like a max headroom and you add a zig halfway through and it says glitch McConnell. Glitch McConnell. I love it, dude. That, that could go somewhere. I, I mean, we'd, we'd probably have to give Chow a little bit. Of, I think it was Chow that said that, right? Um, it was. Yeah. Wait, is it also Cass's birthday? Oh, she's got a birthday coming up. Okay. Okay. Well, happy early birthday, Cass. And thank you so much for the super chats. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I mean, just the stuff that's going on right now. I don't know if it's aliens. I don't know if it's lizard people. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Reptilians, interdimensional beings, but there is something weird happening. Uh, not just in our politics, just kind of in general, in, in our culture in general, there is some weird stuff happening and maybe it is the aliens, man. I don't, I don't know what's more likely reptilians or aliens. What do you think? Wh who's got your vote? I mean, the aliens could have, dropped the reptilians but i gotta go at least sure. with aliens it just seems more feasible I, I do have to interject uh some political stuff that i recently found out about the uh wonderful state of texas who has just put a law in that will basically encourage people to reproduce as many chimes as they can oh if going back to you, the quiverful okay little yes. joshua generation yeah so and it completely it, it involves property tax if you are married and you stay married and you have children for each child the amount of property tax you pay goes down until you hit I, if i remember correctly it's like when you hit 10 kids you don't have to pay property taxes long Whoa. as you stay married they really want people to be having these babies i'm adopting right now i'm adopting <laughs> Actually, if you adopt two kids, in dude, my mom is going to be so happy. My mom is going to be so happy about this. <laughs> she's she's going to have a reason to tell me to to give her more grandkids now. Because <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only sibling that doesn't have kids. My 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 little sister, my little brother, they both have kids. I have I have zero, and my mom has been begging me for years. And now she can come at me with uh, it's a property tax break, and she knows I love a good deal. She, she knows, knows yeah, I love gonna... a deal. Here's another deal. If you adopt two kids, and I don't know if it's just two, any kids, or if they have to be brother and sister, but if you adopt them in the state of Texas, free college. Really? Wait. Yup. 
are are you sure that's accurate? If you adopt kids, they get free college tuition. It has to be like two. So this was told to you by a person that had adopted twins. Okay. And and they were like, oh yeah, no, they get to go to college for free. I was like, what are you talking about? I've heard of that. I that is, I mean, that's wild. I I don't know if I disagree or agree with it on a political level. Um, I mean, it seems kind of cool. I mean, you're doing a good. It's thing, a great you know? incentive. Yeah. But it's an incentive in the right direction. It's not like all of your kids get to go to college or we get right. $20,000 if they make it to 18. It's like, right. no, no, they get to go to college for free. The, the thing I like about that is that it benefits the kids, not the adoptive parents. That's what I like exactly. about that, right? Because the, the if you create incentive parents, for the adoptive parents, then you're creating a cesspool of abuse potential yeah right oh yeah yeah the incentive for them is not having to pay for college <laughs> yeah i, I agree it's with you i want to get adopted now like someone yeah. adopt me now uh so I'm that i get this free college thing yeah right um yeah cutie <laughs> cutie miss chris said uh that she's got two kids how do people with 10 do it i don't know because i grew up with multiple families that had i, I mean eight plus kids i had you know one of uh, guys, one of the church guys. families it was like 12 i think it's easy you just have to make sure one of the first three kids you have is a girl. That's it. So that they can take care of all the, yeah, all the hundred percent, hundred percent. They just true. take over as you keep having babies. That's how yeah. it works. Although one of my, one of my friends that they kind of started out in that fundamental Christian mindset when they, when they first got married and, and started having kids, first four kids, all boys, dude, all boys. That's a soccer team. Well, I mean, not quite, but it's 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 a lot of dudes it's a <laughs> it's a small army <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there's so many things i could say and i'm not gonna say yeah, it right because we have to we do have to censor ourselves a bit mm. um yeah but that yeah that's that's funny um but yeah i, I don't know how they do it either man I, even even if you have uh you know a girl that is essentially like a a a stand-in mom right because that's how that's how a lot of those those homeschool families did it i mean still dude it is a lot it is a lot to take care of 10 kids ignore the financial factor right just yeah. you know finances aside because that's an expensive proposition because you only get so much tax break although now apparently you get even <laughs> more um, you're in the state of texas all but good. from like a federal tax perspective you get you know each dependent you get a little bit of a break there, right? But still, do anybody like, know where I can get a social security number for my cats? Because I really want to claim them this year. That's the only thing that I I really don't like about you, Bryce, is your affinity for cats. I don't like that. I actually like all kinds of animals. Cats are just easier to take care of in my living situation. Cats, I, I th this is this is actually like a bit that I do. Um, if cats had human jobs. So if a cat could get a human job, they would be either an attorney, a crooked cop, head of HR. A, no, a terrible live at home boyfriend. That's those are the three jobs that cats could get attorney, crooked cop or worthless stay at home boyfriend. And I think I disagree. I think most of them would be worthless stay at home boyfriends because all the mannerisms are there, right? Like they, they only give you attention when it's convenient for them. Most of the time, they're just ignoring you. They only talk to you when they're hungry and then go back to ignoring you. They just lay around all day messing up your furniture. Cats are worthless stay-at-home boyfriends. 
in my I opinion. have two cats. They have completely different personalities. One of them is a queen. The other is a idiot. She has one brain cell, and most of the time she can't find it. She <laughs> literally acts like a dog. She flops on her back and wants to be petted on her stomach. She is <laughs> just an idiot. And the <laughs> other one is like, get away from me. You're dumb. You, you have a special needs cat. That's hilarious. Um, the the uh, one of the, I, I think I can say this. I think I can say this safely. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and she told me and I called her out on it because I was like, there's no way that's accurate. But she told me that if a cat uh, consistently like when they try to run, if they sneeze a lot, that's a symptom of feline AIDS. And I was like, there's no way that is correct. There's no way that's accurate. It wasn't. It was not accurate. She looked it up. Um, even though most cats have that. Most cats do have the, the feline, you know. Most cat. You don't know what you're talking about. I do. I absolutely no, do. Yes, that Dude, is I a could, statistical look, thing. I could Nuri talk said cats would be assassins for the cartel, by the way. I think that's another. I could sit here and school you on cats and cat behavior and all kinds of cat facts. Like I was that old mailing list from back in the day oh i'm not gonna do that because people Uh will get bored real fast and Mm -hmm. eventually they're gonna want me to go get them and then like because that one is asleep over there and i don't know where the other one is but yeah go get them tested dude they probably they probably have it they They get tested before they come into the home idiot and they never leave the home i do not let them outside that's like the assumption is that just most cats have it Chow said I'm wrong, but I don't believe Chow. This is the one time I'm going to disagree with Chow. Here, I'll make a a correct statement. Most koalas have chlamydia. Okay. There's something I didn't know. Well, I don't know how we got into animal STDs (laughs) after the the end of this live stream, but but we're just about out of time. Join (laughs) us for part two of animal STDs. On on the Friends with Davey Cult Bros live stream, where we love to talk about animal venereal diseases. That's crazy. I'm going to um, do to you what, so uh, uh, what's the actor from uh, Gladiator? Um, uh, Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. Uh, Russell Crowe uh, donated a lot of money to a koala shelter in Australia to call it the John Oliver koala chlamydia <laughs> sanctuary after john oliver like made fun of him or something on his oh, show. oh that is of course john oliver was so like so great well played sir <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a legend what an absolute legend that is so good um uh, y'all thank you so much for hanging out thank you for uh the super chats cast specifically uh you're legendary for that uh follow us on social media um, you can find me at Davy Jacks um, on pretty much any social media platform. Uh, obviously, please like, comment, and subscribe on this video. Um, and we will see you next week. Right, Bryce? We'll be back uh, with a new episode next week. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. We love you. Have a great night. Night. <laughs>